0: Good morning, Maranatha, this is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable, and it is time for a Sunday morning sermon right here on our website. I want to commend you and thank you for coming to our website to listen to the word of god today i know there's sermons on television ministry and on youtube and and in many ways of getting the word of god i know there're sermons being preached some good and some not so good but i know there's sermons being preached uh on websites just like ours and i know people uh, go to churches with a good pastor a bible believing bible based church in a manner woman of God that's going to deliver and declare the Word of Truth, the Word of God, without apology. That's why I thank you for coming to our website today for a sermon. We're going to bring it from the Inherent Eternal Anointed Word of the Living God. That that will stand all the shaking that is going on right now. That that will cause us to be able to stand in this evil day that we are living. I'm going to title this sermon today, This is no time to be soft on sin. Now, I'm not just talking about not condemning sinners, but I'm talking about in ourselves, as Christians, as believers. This is no time to be soft on sin. This is a time to seek to live a holy righteous life before the Lord, not self-righteous and not holier than thou, but a holy life before the Lord. We were encouraged years and years ago. We're getting ready to celebrate 50 years of ministry. I was 27 when I came to pastor the Holy Church of God incorporated right here in Tampa, Florida, become the president, director, pastor, evangelist, which I still am. <laughs> Amen. Few of us left, but many of us have been promoted to heaven. But my, I, I was 27 years old and left a career with Tampa Electric. I was part of a, a line crew with Tampa Electric, not working on the line, but as an equipment operator so that I could preach on Sunday and be in church on Sunday, for special call-out times when I couldn't be. And friend of mine, today I'm more committed than I've ever been to declare the whole gospel, the whole truth, not leaving anything out or adding anything to the Word of God. And I'm telling you, in light of the Scriptures, in light of what we're seeing in last day signs, this is no time to be soft on sin. According to Matthew 24, before we read our text for today, Jesus was asked, what shall be the sign of thy coming? When shall these things be? And one of the signs he said, he said, because many false prophets will go out into the earth and they will deceive many. And because iniquity or lawlessness shall abound. We're seeing it today. The love of many will wax cold. Now, this is not people that don't know God, don't care to know God. The people living in sin because they're sinners. (laughs) We sin because we're sinners. Amen. We're not just sinners because we sin. We sin because we were born into sin. And that's why we need to be born again. And we thank God we can be born again. And this is what sets up another prophecy of the end times that that the the son of perdition being revealed the lawless one you see when he he can't be revealed uh, uh until certain things occur, but he will be revealed when this particular sign takes place that day shall not come except there come a falling away first then that's that man of sin, the lawless one, son of perdition, shall be revealed. The Antichrist will step onto the scene. Amen. And and what precedes that and will continue into the tribulation itself is a falling away. Listen, that involves the Christian faith. Many whose love is waxing cold involves the christian faith. It's not talking about the world that is in full, full of full love and filled with sin. Amen. Some more than others, but all are under the condemnation of sin. We can't be soft on sin and see repentance and 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 restoration and true revival in our generation as christians. If we intend to win the race, to endure to the end, to keep the faith, we must lay aside every weight and the sin, according to the Scripture, that does so easily beset us. The falling away, uh, once again, is a direct result of being soft on sin and shallow on our commitment to follow Jesus. The prerequisite to follow Jesus is not just going to church and and being faithful to give. It's how we live our life. It's how devotedly we follow him. And it begins with, if anyone would be my disciple, he must deny himself. Take up his cross, which simply means crucifying the flesh and the lust thereof, and then following me. Praise God. Listen, friend of mine, here's our text today as we've been talking through the scriptures, the times that we are living. This is no time. I want to reiterate that to be soft on sin. There are preachers bragging today, literally boasting in the fact that they don't talk about sin. They don't talk about it from the pulpit. Why not? When when the scriptures are very clear, <laughs> Amen. That that sin will it giving place to the devil, giving him influence and control in our life. Even if we're Christian, will certainly bring us to shipwreck and shame and destruction if we do not repent. That old message is not an antiquated message; it's an up-to-date message. And during these times when sin is so prominent. And prevalent and applauded and rewarded in the culture now more than ever, this is no time to be soft on sin. Proverbs 813, listen to it carefully. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil. Pride and arrogancy and the evil way and the forward mouth do I hate. The Amplified is very clear. It says the, the reverent fear and worshipful awe of the Lord includes the hatred of sin. You see a crowd with their hands lifted and they're, they're singing a worship song. But the real, true reverence for God and worship of God includes the hatred of evil. Without the fear of the Lord, this deep reverence, With awe and affection, we will give in to our weak flesh. Sin will dominate us, and Satan will gain a foothold in our life. And we're told in Scripture, give no ground. Don't give him a foothold. You've heard the old adage, give him an inch, you'll take a mile. Amen. It's more true to the devil than it's ever be true in any other person or circumstance in life. Listen to Romans 6, 14 through 16, for sin shall not have dominion over you as a believer, as a child of God, as a born again Christian, for you are not under law, but under grace. What then? Shall we sin? Verse 15, because we are not under the law, but rather under grace, God forbid. This is not some rigid, uh, uh, legalistic uh, uh, <laughs> sermon that's being preached to you today from the Word of God. This is not an antiquated old fire and brimstone preacher trying to get people to live right. This is God speaking by His servant in the Word of God. Shall we sin because we're under grace? Is that permission? Is this just something to cover up for our, our iniquity in our hearts? God, forbid. Verse 16, look at what happens. Know ye not that to whom ye yield yourselves servants to obey? His servant you are whom you obey. Whether of sin unto death, or obedience unto righteousness. I'm going to tell you the wages of sin has not changed because so many preachers, churches, denominations, and even Christians individually are soft on sin. Sin still has the same consequences. The willful disobedience to God not only invites his chastisement, it opens us up to Satan's evil intentions. The wages of of sin is death, but the gift of God, Hallelujah, is a is this right? Wise righteousness, right standing with Him. Sin no longer. One translation says, "Sin is no longer your master." But let me let me say this about that: If you do not master it, be assured it will master you. Addiction is a terrible, terrible affliction of so many people and Christians are not exempt. Addiction. I remember Dave Wilkerson when he established Teen Challenge and so many young people were being set free from drug abuse. And here's how one person's testimony was. He said, when I first started taking drugs... And it can be alcohol, it can be cocaine, it can be marijuana, it can be any number of things that addict you, it can be smoking, anything that addicts you. But there are addictions. That's what a habit literally means, it's from the Latin, which means to have you, to seize you, to hold you. And he said, when I first started going to parties with my friends and, and trying drugs and experimenting with drugs, he said, my my addiction was like a little monkey, a cute little harmless monkey. And it loved to, I loved to play with it and it loved to ride right on my shoulder. It loved to go with me everywhere I went. But as I continued going down that road of addiction and he's, he was in terribly bound. Listen, he said it began to grow. It began to want me to feed it more and more and more. And the more I fed it, his addiction, you see, the more his addiction grew and grew and grew. And he said, finally, he got so heavy and it, and it was taking so much to feed him. He kept demanding more and more and more. He said, finally, I couldn't take it anymore. I didn't want to carry him, the weight of him. He was, he was, he was weighed as much as I weighed. And I reached up with my hand to yank him off my back to get this. And that's what addiction is called in the old days, in particular in my time. Um, The monkey on his back or her back. He said, I tried to take a hold of the monkey and get him off my back. And I found out that he had grown so big and so strong that he was stronger than I was. And I couldn't get him off my back. I'm going to tell you something today if you're addicted. Hey man, that addiction is stronger than you are in most cases. There's some people it's not that bad yet and they're able to go to AA or some drug program. But I'll tell you something today, no matter how bad and how deep into sin or addiction you may be, there is one stronger than your addiction. Stronger than that gorilla on your back. And that's the Lord Jesus Christ for whom the Son sets free is free indeed. That's why Dave Wilkerson in his, in his organization that he started his non-profit for helping young people get off of addiction. He gave them Christ as the answer. Come to Jesus. Confess your sins before him. Be forgiven your sin and he will become your sovereign and your savior. They actually brought David Wilkerson to, to a hearing in Washington DC because his drug, drug program was working far, far better. The percentage of people that got off of drugs and stayed off of drugs was so much greater than the drug government program. And they wanted to know the key and, and they, they came to the conclusion, we, we will give you a million dollar grant to help run your programs because it's helping so much in our drug addicted culture and society. But you can't talk about Jesus. He turned down the grant. You know why? In the little booklet I read this called the Jesus factor. He said, without Jesus, my program doesn't work. It's Jesus that makes it work. If you want to be delivered from a a sin that's like a chain that you can't break, a gorilla on your back, I'm going to tell you, not just addiction, but whatever it is, it can be sexual addiction. But it all involves addiction. Let me tell you something. You may be addicted to that that your flesh craves more than life itself. I'm going to tell you, God can set you free. Jesus will set you free. Praise God. Amen. There's victory in Jesus. And as a Christian, we can come before God and we can come clean and get clean. If you don't master sin, dear friend, sin will master you. This scripture is not saying that if you do not have 100% dominion over sin, you are disqualified. In other words, you're sinlessly perfect. You don't need grace. No. But rather, because you are under grace, we are empowered by the Holy Spirit to reject the propensity of our flesh to give place to the devil. We are, we, we are no longer the slaves to sin that we were. We are now the servants. And that's everywhere you see servant in the new covenant, Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, is doulos. It means I'm a slave. But I'm a slave to the best master in the world. And I wouldn't have it any other way. No longer a slave to sin. No longer, like the song says, a slave to fear. For I am a child of God. Cain in the Old Covenant was forewarned in Genesis 4 and verse 7. If thou doest well, thou shalt, if thou doest well, shalt thou not be accepted? But if thou doest well, if thou doest not well, sin lieth at the door. And unto thee shall be his desire, and thou shalt rule over him. One translation of this scripture is, sin is crouching at your door. It desires to have you, but you must rule over it. Literally, you must master it. Cain did not have the person nor the power of the Holy Spirit, but he did have the ability to choose to let this devouring beast in or to bar the door. A fervent love for God and a holy hatred of sin will assure us of victory over self and thereby over Satan. I like what C.H. Spurgeon said. It said sin murdered Christ. See, it was our sin that put him on the cross. It was our sin that caused him to come to the manger so he could grow to manhood and go to the cross. Let me read his quote again. Sin murdered Christ. Will you be a friend to it? Sin pierced the heart of the incarnate God. Can you and I still love it? Oh, friend of mine, listen. If we don't bar the door, if we don't bar the door, it is silently, patiently waiting. For us to open that door. And many times instead of roaring like the lion that he is. The devil. The roaring lion. Not the lion of the tribe of Judah that Jesus is. This hungry lion that is intent on our destruction. He will purr like a kitten. In order to get us to open the door. We have the power of choice. And the power of God to defeat the world. The flesh. And the devil. Romans six twelve, let not sin, let not we have the power of choice and we have the we have the backup of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Ghost, praise God. Let not sin reign in your mortal body, that you should obey it in your lust. Friend, once again, a fervent love for Jesus and a holy hatred of sin will keep the devil out. And invite the Holy Spirit in. Jesus knocks and calls. Satan crouches and waits for an opportunity as a roaring lion. This is not just the volume of that hungry lion. It's the fact that he's hungry to devour. He's starving to steal, steal, kill, and destroy. Listen to James 4 and verse 7. Submit yourself, therefore, unto God. Resist the devil. It's not just your resolve to overcome him. It's really becoming a true disciple of Jesus. Acquiescing to him, surrendering to him as the Lord of your life. Praise God. And then resist the devil. And he will flee from you. In the Greek, it says he will run as in panic. And I said this many years ago, and I'm going to reiterate it this Sunday morning. We need to get a good look at the backside of a fleeing devil instead of a quivering fear of the enemy forces arrayed against us. I like the Amplified. It said, so submit to the authority of God. Resist the devil. Stand firm against him. and He will flee from you. Come close to God with a contrite heart, and He will come close to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your unfaithful hearts, you double minded Hallelujah. Ephesians 4.27 says, Give no place to the devil, no foothold. If you give him a foothold, he will build a stronghold. Oh, friend, we need today To never, ever, ever, because of a watered-down presentation of the gospel, trying to make it acceptable to a God-hating, blaspheming culture. Now, God loves this culture, and He loves the sinner in it enough to give His only begotten Son. But not because He's soft on sin. God judged my sin, your sin, in His Son and we need to not play with giving place to the devil, giving the flesh its way, leaving sin unrepented of and unconfessed. The Scripture says this: If we say we have no sin, we don't deal with that issue. We push it aside. We never face it. I said we're lying. We're not just disingenuous. We're flat out lying, and we're not telling the truth, accepting the truth. But if we confess our sin, that's repented of it, asking God forgiveness from it and help to overcome it. He's faithful and he's justified in forgiving us. (laughs) And the blood of Jesus has a continuous cleansing effect in our life, not a one-time thing, but a continuous, the blood of Jesus will cleanse us from that propensity, that iniquity within. Praise God, walking in this truth, walking in the light as he is in the light. Praise God, we will be able to overcome all of the powers of darkness, including the Prince of Darkness himself. Now today, dear friend, there is a call of God to His people. Come out from among them. In the Scripture, come out from among them. New Testament, New Covenant. Sounds like something in the Old Covenant. This is in the New Testament. Come out from among them and be ye separate. This is sanctification. (laughs) Amen. Paul said, I do this every single day. I sanctify myself daily. To sanctify means to cleanse and set apart for a holy purpose. Hallelujah. Nevertheless the foundation of God standeth sure, having this seal the Lord knoweth them that are his, but in a great house are many vessels, some of gold and silver and some of some of wood and hay and stubble. But listen. But if you will purge yourself from these, you see, come apart, be ye separate, not sanctimonious, self-righteous, but indeed separate, saith the Lord. And I will receive you, and touch not the unclean thing. Listen, for what fellowship hath light with darkness, and darkness with the light? Or Christ with Belial, literally with the devil? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come out and be separate. Be a vessel of honor. Meet for the master's use, the scripture said. To be a witness to the world that greater is he that's in us than he that is in the world. We're no longer a slave to sin or to fear because of it. We are the children of the most high God. And sin no longer reigns and no longer rules because we reckon ourself, count ourself, it's a mathematical term, to be dead indeed to sin, but alive unto God. Hallelujah. Praise God. We're not sinlessly perfect, but if we sin, better yet, when we do, when we falter, we repent, we get up and we go. On, without sin reigning and ruining what the blood of Jesus was shed to accomplish in our hearts and in our lives. Oh, friend of mine, this is no time to be soft on sin. This is a time. This is a time to be dead set on following Jesus no matter what. Hallelujah. Be upstream Christians in a downstream world. Forgetting the things that are behind. That was then. This is now. Reaching forth to the things that are before. The Apostle Paul said, I press, I strain forward toward the mark for the prize of the high calling in Jesus Christ. Ah, Christians, it's time to come out. It's a time to let God set us apart as we surrender and submit to the Lordship of Jesus and resist the devil and crucify the flesh, follow Jesus. Hallelujah. In all of the victory, the peace, the joy, the love that He's promised us. Today, if you don't know Christ as your Savior, this is no time to be soft on sin Sin has consequences, and the soul that sins, it shall surely die. That law has not been changed. It cannot be changed. God can't look over it. He can't, because He loves you so much, just sweep it under the rug. He can't be holy and not judge sin. But He has judged our sin in His Son, so we could confess our sin and repent of it and be saved. He's judged my sin. He's judged your sin in His Son and our Savior, Jesus Christ. So today, don't be soft on sin. Don't listen to any message that doesn't call you to repent of your sin so that all that Jesus has done on the cross would be in vain concerning you until you come to salvation and forgiveness and reconciliation to God every day of your life. The Bible says the wrath of God abides on us, the justifiable anger and judgment of God, and we have nothing to look forward to, but death itself, and after that, the judgment. Friend, God wants you to know that death will not stop you and you won't have to be afraid of the wrath to come because the day that you repent of your sin oh you say I can't overcome it I'm not talking about initially overcoming it I'm talking about being sorry for it I'm talking about coming to Jesus and saying Jesus just as I am without one plea but that your blood was shed for me and that thou bids me come to Thee, O Lamb of God. I come just as I am and waiting not to rid my soul of sin's dark blot, O Lamb of God. Sacrificed for me, I come. Come to Jesus. Repent of your sin. Receive Him as your Savior. Be reconciled unto God. Hallelujah. Be ready for the coming of Jesus and escape the wrath to come. In Jesus' name, God loves you, gave His Son for you,